everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here with my co-host, Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon. There's a lot going on. We got some, so it can now it can be told from Dr. Phil. Doing a smackdown on the view, which we want to get to for sure. We've got some Hunter Biden news. Mm. Hunter Biden standing up for himself, and that always goes well. We got some Biden news. We got some Trump news. Legal, of course. And news from the Senate about Mitch McConnell which broke nicely before the show. So we'll For talk. Once. We'll get to all that. Oh, and I think you've got a bone to pick with Wendy's. We'll get to all that. For that, what's going on, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. Doing just fine. Uh, I want to wish you a happy leap year day. Oh, that's right. I got an email from one of my various medical email senders, this one from LabCorp, <laughs> saying happy leap year day. What are you going to do special on your extra day of 2024? And I guess that's one way to think about it. If you're an optist, I have an extra day to do things that I wouldn't normally do because it's an extra day in the year. But of course, for us, it just rolls. It's another day of work. Yeah. The way I thought about it when LabCorp asked me this question (laughs) was, well, it's another day of pain. It's another day of sciatica. Another day of trying to... Stay in shape well, and do my Corp, burpees. I'm yeah. glad you asked. Well, I mean, LabCorp will be happy to know that I'm trying to do the burpees in spite mm-hmm. of my sciatica, which is insane. I don't think... Yeah. Are you going to... How does sciatica work? Are you going to make it worse or are you going to... Probably. It's a compression of the nerve, right? Yeah, so, so it's so yeah, the lower back there, I guess. and the compression causes a, a, the pain, the sciatic nerve, which is... In the gluteus maximus, yes, shall I we do, say. I do remember this from having been... When I was pregnant, I would get sciatica issues. That's a frequent pregnancy yeah. issue. I am not pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yet. I'm not a pregnant person, but the sciatic nerve goes all the way down to the ankle. Mm-hmm. And therapists, physical therapists will say, motion is lotion, so you want to keep on moving, which is okay. good. So I did power press this morning, which is insane. And then I walked for a little bit. Yeah, walking. So that's good. But bending and putting on socks is horrendous. Is this just like, do you just have to like that all that needs to loosen up at some point yeah. and then eventually... It needs to decompress, which is, I mean, you need to let it sort of... It, it takes time. Some people say that, you know, sciatica could go on for a year. That's crazy. Oh, wow. There's a difference between chronic and acute. We could do a whole health episode here. Oh, my here. gosh. <laughs> Getting hammered news for your health. Let's, uh, let's get in touch with LabCorp, see if they yeah. want to be a guest. Or you can take some meds. Like I'm on... Uh, I take a couple oxy an hour. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Mary Those Kath- aren't prescribed. Those are street. <laughs> oh, that has nothing to do with the sciatica, yeah. though. Mary Catherine, how are you? And what are you going to do something special? Well, for no. Leaky now Day? that you ask, I, I feel like I should do something. And, special. and do your kids know that it's the 29th? I feel like I haven't talked to them about this. <laughs> you know what? March I was or keenly, normal. I was keenly aware of Leap Day as a child because I had one friend <gasps> whose birthday was February 29th. Wow. Elizabeth, growing up, and Elizabeth. You know, it was no end of fascination about the fact that Elizabeth was only four years old <laughs> or Elizabeth was right. only, yeah. you know, or still a child. Yeah. She's like, yeah. when when we were eight, she turned two, you know? Right. Because <laughs> that's amazing. And that was mm-hmm. you, we could we could talk about that for hours as eight year olds. Yes. I'm still thinking about it right now. I'm trying to figure out how old I am now. Oh, I can't do math, though. Yeah. And I don't want to really reveal my age. So. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to reveal oh, how you. old Elizabeth is now, but it's younger than I am okay. because she's only celebrating birthdays on the 29th. So nice. I think I have two leap birthday Happy friends. Happy birthday to her. Yes. 
happy birthday to all those folks mm-hmm. who only get one every four years. No, I'm not doing anything special. And now I feel this is modern society. Now I feel bad about it. Like I should have been more productive on Leap Day. I didn't do the power press. Yeah, I just, I'm still trying to figure out how old I am. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I, think it's, I have to. Okay. You, Mary Kathy, you, get, Kathy, you tell me what's going on in your life, and I'm going to do a little scratch here. Okay, of he's going to do some math. Because uh-huh, um, it's every four years. Is that right? Help, if you need help, I work with my daughter okay. on the regular on math. No, everything's good. The toddler is. I'm 12. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the toddler is speaking a lot more these yes, days. We're getting We're getting a lot of words, which is very fun. They get so fun when they first start doing this stuff, and then you, you start interpreting things. So. We have outside, which is I'll fight. I'll fight. And she has a really happy, she wasn't saying no. Uh-huh. Now we have no. And no is a real tricky one because they want your child to have this in their vocabulary. Sure. Like the, the experts yeah. say they got to have, but she had a stop, you know, uh-huh. and she said, you know, so I've, I felt like she had it under control. Uh-huh. Now she has no, but it's a very cheery no. Oh, so no. The, the other day, the other day I was like, give mama a hug and she's like no no but, so it, so it, but she, does she understand what no is yeah like she's so, using it yeah. appropriately okay. she didn't want to give me a hug but 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 in a friendly way yeah but you Pleasant. know what i think she, it's like she's already a modern kid right because she knows her boundaries okay. and she's up speaking no no she now says zip when we zip her clothing so that's a new one but i, I do like alfide I'll find. And then anything that she sees that should be mm-hmm. outside, like if she sees a, I have a, mm-hmm. my, my rum themed mm-hmm. coffee mug. Yes. Has a turtle on it. Cane rock. Yes. yes. My, my cane rock mug has a turtle on it. And she goes, I'll find, I'll find <laughs> because the turtle belongs outside. So we're, the, we're putting it together, guys. We're we, getting, we're getting communication. I'm going to tell you this now. I don't know if you've done that with your other kids. Remember, write down. The funny words. I know. Because I used to think all the time that I'm going to remember that them. you'll never forget them. I know. I forgot most of them. I remember for my daughter, mostly my daughter, my, my son would say instead of escalator, he would say Akaka. <laughs> and we just knew what that meant. But my my daughter, she had a, she had a lot of gems. Uh, instead of, she loved that that show, Princess, what's her name? The one Sophia. Who, Sophia, the one who's, I was princess overnight and I became a princess overnight, yeah. that one. She used to call it Princess Nafisa. <laughs> And and then she said, but she has her special, her ambient, the ambient, oh, which is the amulet, the ambient. So yeah. So I, that I remember. But my brother had from a show from the 80s, because uh-huh. you, you get your shows mixed Ooh, up when you're a child. Yeah, yeah, Hacks a doozer. I've never heard of that. That's Dukes of Hazard. Oh, so in our show, in our house, it's always been called Hexaducer. Hexaducer. I have a very specific one from the ham childhood that is still used to this day. I had a pair of red and tan Argyle socks mm-hmm. and I hated them i hated them they had the seam right on the top so it would creep under your toe oh yeah it feels like like, there's something there for whatever reason i had to wear them every now and then it's not like we had a ton of socks and i think they were winter socks Uh and my mom was like i'm not throwing these away they're perfectly good and she didn't gentle parent about that so she was like i don't care if you don't like them wear them right so i wear the socks they're so uncomfortable good money for those socks and i hated them so much well one night when i was about four i woke up in the middle of the night as children do I was like, I can't sleep. And I decided to go tell my dad what the problem was. And he's like, I wake him up. Daddy, I can't sleep. He's like, why not? I said, my pillow is Argyle. And he said, I'm quite certain it's not. (laughs) I said, my pillow is Argyle. And he 
they couldn't understand it. He follows me down to the room. I show him my plain white pillow right. uh, in its regular pillowcase. And eventually we realized in my four-year-old brain, Argyle meant uncomfortable. <laughs> so ever since then, Argyle has been uncomfortable in the ham house. And does it not sound like an uncomfortable word? Well, the arg. Argyle. 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 Right. <laughs> It's become, and then it's become a part of your it's our, the lexicon, yes, the, yes. the ham lexicon. In the ham house, if something is Argyle, you know exactly <laughs> you what people means. are talking about. So there's that one. And then I did my. I will say my toddler has a, she has a pretty sophisticated and consistent thank you. She, does, okay. she doesn't do the TH, but she goes, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And that one, it gets the job done. My, my second daughter, yes. she had a, the intonation of thank you and was very consistent, but it was tita. <laughs> but you knew what it meant. You knew what it meant because. Yeah. So, oh, it's a good time. Oh. It's going to be fun. I, I forgot how fun this stage is. Yes. Yeah. The vocabulary stuff is a lot of fun. My daughter initially would say thank you. And I said, is that your Korean friend? I can say that. Can't I? <laughs> you can. We thank you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, can I tell a quick story? This is Please. not. This is off script. Please. This is a Friday. Now, we may we may get to the University of Georgia story in general oh, towards the end yeah. of this uh, hour. It's like sort of heavy, but I want to I want to note that one of the girls there was a there was a mugging on campus the same week as the murder. So this is it's been a rough week. Yeah, and then there was a student who died by yeah. suicide. So it's been tough. But this the woman who was confronted with a handgun by a guy outside her dorm. She was asked for her phone. That's what he wanted to steal mm-hmm. from her. And she said, I have a friend who has an extra phone inside. Let me call her and she'll get it for you. So she talks to this guy. She calls her friend and she, in Korean to her roommate, gives a description of the guy, tells him like his clothing, his height, everything. So when she, when he lets her go, and I, get, I think he got her phone eventually, but when he lets her go, yeah. unharmed, thank goodness, they arrest the guy because she got a full description of him. That is amazing. So- now what? What? Why, uh, why now, did she now tell pay, the guy she needed to get on the? T- uh, and what phone was she, she using? She she said, "I need to use my phone to call my friend because she's going to bring you a phone." So oh. she was like, <laughs> "I know." Yeah, and then which throws the guy but for it a loop. Yeah, the guy's like, "What?" It worked, and oh. then she gave the description, and mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I don't know if Pig Latin's going to work for that in my case because <laughs> I am not bilingual, <laughs> but I just thought that was like quick thinking. Anyway, okay, very nice, and so. and that would be in in Hangul. In case any of our Korean listeners, we have many listeners in Seoul, will say, "Oh, there's no Korean language. It's Hangul." I, okay, thank you. I used to work for Koreans at a at a Hallmark store. He can say all this stuff. Okay, it's true. That I was, I was I was I was I took a turn there. Okay, okay. let's thank get you. that is shall, that's a great shall story. we get to the news? Let's do it. All right, maybe I should have my toddler learn to say Mitch McConnell. It'd be too late, though, because yeah, he's stepping say, down from leadership. Sooner uh, than later. Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, a legendary majority and minority leader of the Republicans in the Senate, has announced that he will no longer be the leader. And I, I believe plans to step down in the fall, correct? Yeah, from leadership position. From leadership. And his uh, there will be an election to find someone to replace him. Cornyn has already thrown his hat into the ring. Of course, there's just lots of talk about Mitch McConnell because Mitch McConnell, although reelected maybe a record number of times by the people of Kentucky, yes. is not beloved in all of the political circles. No. Particularly no, by not. activists on yeah. either side. On both sides. Right. He gets no love from them. No, and you know what? I think that's partly by design. 
Like, do we think yeah. we do, do we think Senator McConnell was ever looking to be loved? No. By media, That's by right wing activists, by left wing right. activists? No. I used to think that if you're hated by both sides, maybe you're doing something right. Yeah. I used to say that about I, Paul Ryan. <laughs> I think he's I think he's an example where that is largely true. Look, are there things during McConnell's career that I would say I wish things had gone differently? Right. I think, you know, Obamacare repeal was always a bit of a pipe dream to yeah. begin with. So like you can only make so much of it. But look, he has to deal with a caucus and I think he's realistic about it. That has a Murkowski that had a Jeff Flake. Yeah. Right? Of course. These are not right. consistent conservative votes. It's easy for the for the bomb throwers who are not in a position right. to make anything happen to just complain and and say how terrible things are and how we need to shake things up. And if I were there, I would do this, but they're not there. And when they're in that position, look, I mean, Mike Johnson's finding that out the hard way, obviously. Well, yeah. Yeah. And McConnell, I think, frequently outmaneuvers his critics, knows a lot about how the Senate works. And when it comes to the Supreme Court mm -hmm. and judicial nominees, which I care about a great deal, he has had real steel ones yeah, for That's... dealing with that stuff, including but not limited to standing behind Brett Kavanaugh mm -hmm. without blinking. Right. And any blink would have been enough. Yeah. To fold. For... On the most specious, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's so specious is the word I was going to say. It's it was so unbelievable how he was attacked yeah. on nothing. It well, turns and, out nothing. And yet, do you remember oh. the amount of pressure? Absolutely, the amount of pressure was insane. Yeah. And I was in rooms with people who were just saying like the most outlandish accusations with all, yeah absolutely nothing to back them up. Yeah, and for a lot of these people, by the way. They feel like, oh, yeah, he, he is a rapist, by the way. Oh, no, they... In their mind, this is actually you know, a theme it's, it's of case this, closed. This is actually a theme of this episode, yes. perhaps, that yeah. people are just sticking with the stuff that's yeah. not true. That's right. No matter how much egg you get on your face, no. are you just going to stick with it? Double down. Yeah, that's right. And so we'll get to some other subjects mm -hmm. like that. But yes, I think, you're, I think you're right that they insist that that was all in... That was all good form. But Mitch stuck to his guns. Uh -huh. And the thing is... And I know there are a lot of arguments, obviously, for term limits. The plus side, of course, is that you personally develop the institutional knowledge that otherwise goes yes. to all of your handlers. It's the you know it's know. the it's the civil servants who end up having more power in, in certain term limited situations because they know the the back channels and they know how to get bills passed or not passed. Right? Mitch knew all of this, and you know, again, as you mentioned, when he was majority leader, every time you see. A Supreme Court decision that's six three. He had a little bit to do with that. Yes. Right? Well, and when I look back on the yeah. Garland stuff. Yeah. So so he Merrick said no. Nah, we're not considering him. Oh outrage. We're not considering again, yeah. a moment when the when the pressure was so high. And I think Oh, it's like, immense. I, oh, I must I must admit that I think I, I would have caved. Yeah. I would have caved. I want to I wouldn't be have, seen I wouldn't as... have caved on Kavanaugh. That one that one was so wrong, no, right. but it would have been very, very hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't pretend that even though I work in places where I was vastly outnumbered, that I would have kept like a spine of steel if I were in the Senate. I don't I'm not sure, but I, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have caved on Kavanaugh. But on the Garland thing, that one was tougher. Right. I mean, if, if you're a true believer that the president has a right to, you know, put somebody up for nomination and we will then, you know, advise and consent and the whole deal. 
if you believe that, then you would have believed regardless of the timetable or what time of year it was that, okay, it's his right to, and then we can vote no against it. He wouldn't even consider it. And it's not, it's not a crazy argument that the American people will choose the president. If they Mm -hmm. choose someone of the democratic side, you'll just get your nominee several months later. And if it is a Republican president, that will change. Right. Because the people have decided so. Right. It wasn't a crazy argument, no. but that's and it worked a, out. That's a seat that would not have been. Yeah. A a uh, originalist juror. That's right. Had it not been that's for right. a jurist. And then for some know, people. What is the, what's the correct a, ju- a jurist. Ju- Jurisprudence. Whatever. Justice. Let's just say justice. Yeah. Mary justice. Because they're yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a jurist. He's a jurist. Okay. Uh, but no. And, 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 and people are obviously not always satisfied with some of the Supreme Court justices over the years during the Trump years, like Neil Gorsuch or whoever, right? or certainly John Roberts before that during the Bush administration. The point is the court still tilts conservative. He had a lot to do with that. And then when you're in the minority, the job is just saying no right? and preventing things like campaign finance reform, which would have empowered labor unions, for example. Merrick Garland, as you mentioned. I do get a kick out of him saying, I'm old, I'm 82. It's time for me to not be leader. Somebody's going to be 82 in November. Yeah, and he's asking for another four years. Oh, yeah. No, I do think, look, I think Pelosi is around 82 and has stepped away from leadership. Yeah. You know, they're not all stepping away from public life. They're just stepping no, away no, from she's leadership. Emerita, as you know, she's a speaker emerita. But it is worth noting that once you get over 80, generally, mm-hmm. these folks are noticing and, and recognizing that maybe I should not be in this exact role anymore. There, it's really quite remarkable because... This is not to say that octogenarians are out of it and they're incapable of doing anything, right? Right. There, some are, are in amazing shape physically and mentally, and I hope to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. But what we're talking about is enormously difficult jobs. And yes. I know people who have retired, let's say, from the medical profession, and they say that it's the best thing they ever did because they couldn't make, let alone having the hands for surgery or whatever, but even making the judgments. Yeah. That it gets it's harder. Tough. It's it's tough. It's tough. That's I would I just want I want to abide by maybe the Grassley standard. Like if you can still get up at four a.m. and run oh, a couple miles, yeah, like I, I, I guess you, something tells me Chuck Grassley does not have sciatica. <laughs> maybe you could ask him for some I tips. Have, yeah. All right. So McConnell, uh, yeah, an era is is over, and like again, for all my disagreements with him, which happen, mm-hmm. do I think that a Matt Gates would have been unblinking and effective? in the same position no i don't and i'd prefer to have a a guy who is smart and doesn't mind being disliked practical yeah and loves asians (laughs) just want to throw that out there it's a common thing oh my god i'm I'm the reverse i'm I'm, it's rare for it's the asian man it's a friday show we could say these things anyway (laughs) okay moving on he's allowed to say it yeah all right say that Good for him. Let's go to SCOTUS. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We have some SCOTUS news. This is also doubles as 2024 news. The Supreme Court has agreed to weigh Trump's criminal immunity in historic case. Okay. So in the January 6th related charges, mm. the prosecutor being Jack Smith, which is such a casual name for a prosecutor. No, right? it's easy. To Jack for... Smith. Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland was... sounds You're like not going to confuse it. There's no other Merrick Garlands on, on Google, I imagine. Yeah. Jack Smith brings these charges and Trump's argument, which I'm going to like very 
shortly summarize is just that I can do things because I am the president. I'm immune because you can't prosecute a president. It would right. it would it would create a really bad situation if you start prosecuting presidents once they're out of office because then it's just going to be tit for tat and we're all going to go back and forth like this. Is that I mean that's yeah. not the that's not in legal terms, but that's the yes. The words tit for tat might not be there, but <laughs> the the sentiment rings true. And then and then the argument on the other side is like that's crazy. You can't just do whatever you want when you're president and expect to never pay a price for it. Okay. But this does need to go to the Supreme Court because it's a pretty weird legal issue that we're dealing with in an unprecedented way because the president is being taken to court in an unprecedented way, the former president. So the Supreme Court's going to hear it. They put it on a a bit of a expedited track. April arguments, June decision. That still is a long time. The libs aren't happy about that because yeah. they want this thing to move right along. Yeah, they're hoping to get a conviction before before then. Well, and what the yeah. SCOTUS said was that y'all hold mm-hmm. while we figure this out. Right. Now, I believe Smith had requested y'all can let them go ahead while you figure this out, which I don't know. I don't know how that works. No, uh, that, that, that really doesn't. And it just totally messes up the Democrats' timetable right. as a result because they're, you know, now we're looking at and like- we kind of knew this was going to happen. A lot of these things, a lot of these trials take time. And certainly we, we still need to know about ballot access for Trump, for oh, example, yeah. and if he's going to be on the ballot. Was, Illinois was just- some Illinois random just, Illinois judge? Illinois just an- announced. Yeah. Yeah. This is, again, this is just a one official decision. We can't, you oh, know. Lord. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think Smith's by team, way, by the way, yeah. asked- Back in December, also for them to figure this out real quick, they asked yeah. them to fast track it, and the Supreme Court mm-hmm. declined to fast track it at that time. So we will go into June before they get a decision on that. Now, like, look, do I think Jack Smith is probably committed to mm-hmm. to to run in this case between June and September? Yes, yeah. I do. But liberals are very mad that the Supreme Court is going to take its time to understand this, although not that much time. And also, Smith asked them to. Yeah. So I don't really know what there's to object two here. We're in a weird situation. Okay, more 2024 news. The President of the United States took his physical physical this week. POTUS didn't get a cognitive test during his physical because his doctors, including his neurologist, do not believe he needs one. That is Voice of America News reporting that. So he's so fit, you see. He's this is a very Trumpian move, by the way. Yeah. Like, not only not only am I not taking a test, the reason I'm taking a test is because I'm so manifestly fit. Right. In Trump's case, by the way, I think he would pass the cognitive test. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, but the more shocking thing, of course, were his, like, his lab, the lab work for Trump. Because, right. I mean, I think they mentioned rosacea. You know, no, they're like, let me, let me read your... it. You will live forever eating three Big Macs yeah. per day and catch up on a well done steak every night because you are a mean son yeah. of a bitch. That's your good report. <laughs> good genes. Winston Churchill smoked like eight cigars a day. Yeah. There are some people who can just keep on going, and other people, the slightest thing sets them off, like me. Say, we're, we're just, I'm like Mr. Glass. You're delicate. I'm very, I'm very delicate. A little, I, I can have only a little bit to I don't eat know. If you see what, drink. if you see what uh, Vic has at a palm lunch, <laughs> well, you might think he's week? less delicate. Yeah. It's one and three quarters of a martini, Mary Catherine. <laughs> the, you know, I, I got, I got a kick in a very dark way. I don't mean that in a very happy, amusing way. Right, right. I got a kick out of, I was amused, I should say, Corinne Jean-Pierre, 
who was asked by the reporter from ABC News about, you know, people have these concerns. Did he take the cognitive test? And that's when she informed everybody, no, the neurologist says no. But on top of that, she throws in the line, he passes a cognitive test every day. Oh, my God. It's, I mean, she actually I think, said I think that. the problem is he doesn't. Yeah, I mean. He's not passing yeah. muster, guys. Yeah. No, and, 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 you know, but he has, there are people who will cover for him in, in the administration. Right. Say, look, we get, it, we get confused all the time. We mess, we mess up people's names all the time. Just the other day. I just said yeah. juror and jurist. You, you know? juror, jurist, you know, but I'm I mean, in decline. Lots of people get, I was just talking to Charles de Gaulle and he was telling me he gets confused. My buddy Conrad Adenauer. Happens all the time. All the time. That's yeah. your buddy, huh? Yeah, that's my oh. buddy. Of course he's my buddy. <laughs> the Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Biden's son. Oh. There's news on him too. Hunter Biden. What a family. He was testifying behind closed doors about... All of his many shenanigans. Again, this is this is one of those things that mm-hmm. I have to go study up on Hunter Biden's various shenanigans yeah. every time this story comes back up again. But it is important to remember that this is a story that the press oh. actively censored. Yeah, suppressed. That the government in collusion with yeah. Facebook and other social medias, media companies actively censored. And the FBI knew. Yeah. This that is it Hunter was Biden's real. Laptop. Hunter Biden's own lawyers have conceded it's his laptop. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Russian disinformation, as the many intel experts mm-hmm. of the United States experts of the United States of America told us in a letter. All those were lies. If you want to believe that Hunter Biden was not engaged in influence peddling, you have to try so hard. To believe that he is an expert in things he is obviously not an expert in, that people were paying him millions of dollars. Oh, Ukraine, China. Right, right, right. Because he's, a, he's well, an expert Well, he in went things. to Georgetown like me. Maybe well, I should be on the board of Burisma, it's, you know? It's not because of his proximity to his father. No. And it doesn't mean anything that his father was dropping by lunches with ah. these guys. It doesn't mean anything that he's texting these guys. I need payment from you. My father is sitting next to me right now. Yes. Did you hear the update on that, by the way? Yeah, which is... Uh, Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say, some of it's hard because we don't have transcripts yet and it was behind closed doors, right. right? But Jim Comer, the congressman, seems to be optimistic that they got stuff out of this. Hunter Biden has said... He was asked this, right? He was asked, apparently, about that exchange. Right. Where he was at the Delaware home and he was talking to an executive from CEFC China Energy. And I have the quote. This is what okay. he said, all right? This is what he said on the phone. He said, quote... I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. Mm-hmm. And that is innocent because. Go ahead, Mary Catherine. You probably know well, what he, he said. Apparently, just according to sources who were inside, said he was just high when he sent that, and he wasn't actually next to his dad. Yeah. Wasn't there? Who was so high? This, and, this oh, okay, a, I guess this it's is fine. Clever then. in that if you know the press is pathetic and behind you, they will take this defense on its face. Yeah, and then take anyone who objects to that oh. defense and say, "Aha! So you would go after him over his addiction?" Yes, struggling. He's struggling with his That's... addiction, and this is what you're doing. This how guy. Dare, how dare you? This guy is so shady. He is so. Shady. By the way, can I also just reiterate, because I always forget this one, and it can't, ch- pop, back, pop back into my head. 
when he dumped the handgun, which, by the way, became an issue while he was like sleeping with his brother's widow. Widow, The widow is the one who dumped it. Cheating on his wife. Anyway, they dumped this gun in a dumpster in an alley behind a grocery store, near school, school. behind a grocery store or a restaurant or something. And when he was asked about it, he basically just pointed at some Latino workers and was like, probably those, probably those legal immigrants over there. I don't know. You know what? He probably used the word undocumented. I don't want to be unfair. Or, but he definitely pinned it on Mm -hmm. the brown, the brown guy near him. Yes. You might, you know what he might have said, Mary Catherine. So the White House had, by the way, issued a a statement, you know, in support of wanting to pass, you know, a border bill. The term they use now are newcomers. Oh, newcomers. Yeah. So it might have been those newcomers who put the gun there. The as other, long as you call them newcomers, newcomers, it's fine to accuse them of crimes they didn't commit. The other, the other thing is, of course, there is you know photographic evidence that puts the two of them within the vicinity of each other of around course. that time, and the metadata from the photo is like, okay, he was there, but was he not in the same? He, maybe he meant that he was sitting at the table. Right. No, he was in a different room. He exaggerated sure. about the physical right. proximity. No, these people are full of it. They're full yeah. of it. The press is full of it when they tell you there's absolutely nothing here. Mm-hmm. They may be correct that there's not yet a check yes. whose memo line says to influence pedal with Joe yeah. Biden, vice president and then president of the United States. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Hunter to have written that down at some point. So we may get there. And I also believe he probably was high. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not oh, doubting sure. that. I'm not doubting sure. that. But yeah, uh, there, there, you know, the other side is if you don't have any evidence, so don't have the investigation. <laughs> That's, uh, if you don't have it right here, right, right. now, the don't other, look. Don't look. The other thing too is is one of, and honestly, this is this is how politics works now, mm-hmm. and it works right and left this way. Is Hunter Biden is defiant? Okay. Oh yeah. And oh, that is defiant. That is the key, yeah. right? Is that you never acknowledge that you did anything wrong. Just come at every one of your critics, alleging that they're coming after you merely for your. Addiction. Addiction. Say that it's this. I'm just a loving father. If you're Joe Biden, I mean, if you're Hunter Biden, you can't say that you're a loving father because one of your kids you just didn't pay any child support for until you were taken to court for several forced years to. and forced By to DNA prove evidence. paternity. But anyway, yeah. that aside, you know, you just characterize all this stuff in an insane way. The press takes it and runs with it. And apparently, he says now, like during <laughs> during the campaign, he's going to be out there making a case for himself. Because the problem is that he laid down too much for these right. dastardly Republicans. And lest you lest you worry that the press might not carry water for him. Oh, no. There's a there's a Yahoo and Huffington Post headline. Yep. Reporter asks Hunter Biden offensive question after hearing. Oh, do tell. What is this offensive question? Hunter Biden was asked by a reporter Wednesday if cocaine found at the White House in July was his. Just after his lawyer complained that House Republicans are more interested in Biden's drug issues than asking pertinent questions in their impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden. Oh, that's a legit question. I want <laughs> I want to point out the person, the reporter who asked the question is it was the bag of yours is a, is a young fella named Arjun Singh with the Daily Caller. OK. And I met Arjun, you know perhaps a year or so ago, and he was looking to work in this country because he's from Canada. Okay. And I'm pleased to pleased to know, I mean, and I was a, 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 a reference for him and some of our other friends. And I'm pleased to know, of course, that he is here legally. This newcomer. Yeah, I, I, is this now, newcomer. This newcomer yeah. is now asking but offensive he's asking questions these terrible, of the regime. I don't know. Maybe he should have went back to Canada. Mm. No, I'm going to say 
good for you, Arjun, and uh, happy. By the happy. way, I apologize for Ask that. Those I, tough I just questions. said regime, and I, I should have just regime. I can speak. I'm a I'm a I'm a radio yeah. professional, folks. No, whatever. Good for him. Yeah. The guy with the known drug problem who's living at the White House and in and out of this specific place all the time. The questions they used to ask not only Donald Trump, but also George W. Bush, the, yeah. that the press would scream and by the at way, these gaggles. Is it, the press's, is it the press's job now mm-hmm. to vet the questions asked of powerful people yeah. who are yeah. taking... Uh, by the way, Hunter you? Biden at least he's taking questions, I guess, for a second. Yeah. For the documentary, at least. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes. Can't wait to see that one. All right. What are we headed on to next? What is next in my list? want to talk finally about the cut. Is, is it oh, that time? Is it yeah, that time? Yeah, we should talk about the cut. Now, look, let's let's acknowledge, I think, that the cut, which is a New York yeah. magazine okay. product, is, you know, probably clickbaiting me to some extent. And it's working. It's working because... The Cut came out with a real doozy the other day. This is written by Catherine Jazer Morton, hyphenated. Yes. A columnist for The Cut covering modern family life. Can parents prevent their sons from sliding to the right? And wow, it's something else. There's a few assumptions baked into Mm -hmm. this, isn't there? Well, so she notes the trend that young men are identifying increasingly as conservative or right-leaning mm-hmm. and young women are identifying increasingly well when they're not not identifying as women yeah because that's the thing they're passing on they're identifying as very progressive mm-hmm. so they're the, the youth are going in opposite directions yes. on a on a gender basis not that gender is real and this woman has Poor. several teenage sons and she's concerned that by allowing them to think and take in viewpoints and speak freely about those that they're going to turn into yes. little Joe Rogans. <laughs> That's right. Little, little teenage Joe Rogans in your house. You know, Mary Catherine, my, my life was so much happier before you sent me the link <laughs> to this awful article. So can I, can I just read yeah. a characteristic Please. paragraph? Yes. Okay. She, she talks about how the Jordan Petersons and the Joe Rogans of the world. Jordan Peterson too? Yeah, are selling a grievance-based identity for young men. Mm -hmm. By the way, young men have grievances. Yeah. (laughs) If you look at all the stats. Boys. Yes. All the stats for boys and young men, they are falling behind women in huge, substantial, horrible ways. Yeah. Like their suicides are higher. Their their Mm -hmm. ability to, to finish education lower their ability to hold jobs lower yeah. like there's there's real problems here that they have things to be concerned about um and i think it's fair in a girl power world and girl power messaging constantly that maybe they should start wondering what about my issues yeah right okay so privilege. this is this is <laughs> their privilege the appeal of a grievance-based identity makes it hard to convince straight white boys that they in fact have plenty going for them and that they have no reason to feel aggrieved Doing this convincing, whether it's in the classroom or at the dinner table, requires a light touch, which let me tell you, this lady's got. It's very easy. It's very easy and very satisfying to be doctrinaire. Social media encourages and rewards it. Okay, I'm in agreement with her. I think many of us adults are so entrenched in social media political discourse that it feels dangerously transgressive to allow a teen to articulate beliefs we disagree with at our dinner tables. When you spend your days reading infographics reminding you that being silent means being on the side of the oppressor, having a flesh and blood oppressor in training eating your spaghetti and meatballs 
can feel like a waking nightmare. Do you do you spend a lot of time looking at those infographics? That's not what I do. But coming down too hard risks playing right into the paranoid hands of masculinist discourses of male disempowerment. I would argue if you already think your boys are flesh and blood oppressors in training, yes. even despite all the love you have mm-hmm. for them and all the time you've spent raising them and not coronating them, that maybe their thoughts about male disempowerment are not paranoid. Yeah. she you know, know. She's really conflicted here because on the one hand, she says, you know, they feel this way and to deny that they feel this way, uh, to acknowledge that they feel this way would be wrong. At the same time, I need to let them know that they're wrong. That's really <laughs> what it comes down to. A couple of things jumped out. The, the phrase that you mentioned, masculinist discourses of male disempowerment. Okay. You that's checked it. out. I'm becoming, you I'm becoming, you know what I mean? If you're a boy, that's it. I am that all I'm going to be uh, watching is, you know, Joe Rogan. Right. And and she uses another term, gender agnosticism, which she's tried so hard to inculcate in her boys okay. that, you know, it's just not it's not set. Certainly biological sexes. Right. And, you know, at least not since, you know, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both agreed that, you know, <laughs> no, these, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, crazy I'm, ideas. I'm talking about gay marriage, but I'm sure she would feel the same way about that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and anyone who had this insane thought about traditional marriage. Now, the gender agnosticism thing, you know, it, it, it then spreads on to biological sex right. and questioning that. Right. And even somebody like the very vocal atheist Richard Dawkins right. is saying there are only two actual sexes. You can have a question on gender as a whole Richard thing. Richard Dawkins a, was a right-wing a male, loony. A female. If you want to talk about trans issues, Martina Navratilova. Oh, I know. Man, I mean, Outspoken. she's not politically nothing in common. Just but, as a note, by the way, the yeah. Dutch government has put the brakes on treatment of minors for gender dysphoria, That's, and they were the groundbreaking country yeah, in this sure. way. So it will be interesting to see where that leads us in the they future. They would know, be, if they had a head start on this, they'll yes. know where this is going. Because they and, had a lot of data, and the data yeah. wasn't great. Right. Yeah. So there are a lot of problems with this. My my suspicion is, and I mentioned this just now, about you know if, if my parent, if my mom was saying things like this, I would be so just lurched to the other side. And yes. case in point, a former colleague of mine, an acquaintance who he went to Georgetown a little bit earlier than I did in the 1980s, he was classmates with a kid, a guy whose mother, I will not say her name, was a very prominent, well-known Democrat okay. in the House. Very well-known. Very big feminist Democrat. Mm-hmm. And he said that the son could not have been more anti-woman, anti-feminist. I mean, almost like the shame of it, you know, that forced yeah. them to be like, I hate women. I mean, So, you know, ease up on that. Right. I'm gonna say. I mean, I do, to an extent, like, I, I, I like that she is acknowledging that perhaps letting her children think is something she should force herself to do. Right? Herself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that would because be progress. Because she wants to stop them. From, right. Her heart wants to stop them. But she's saying, I need to make myself... I don't know mm-hmm. how successful she's going to be. I, I also no. thought this paragraph was interesting because it speaks to the challenges that young men have sure. in a place like, oh, I don't know, college. Yeah. If they get there, which they yeah. do in much smaller numbers. So she says they're, you know, they're they're having some divergence with their with their sons. That She's talking about the trend in general. And she says it did not come as a huge surprise to her and her husband. He teaches humanities at a local college where I have taught, too. And we've often talked about how tricky it can be to keep hetero boys involved in classroom debates. 
Many of these young men seem very anxious about saying the wrong thing and will often refuse to participate, sometimes projecting a provocative kind of defensiveness that is its own argument. As much as I think cancel culture is a fake problem in media, it feels very real to young men when they're sitting in a classroom. Whatever they are feeling, it feels real as hell. Insisting that they're imagining their enemies doesn't help. Ma'am, you are running a college classroom, having trouble keeping boys, men, hetero men, involved in the conversation. You think this problem is fake, but even with your own sons, you are admitting that you don't want them talking about verboten subjects at the dinner table. Why would these men over whom you have power feel free to discuss anything in your classroom? I would suggest that the problem's not fake because you have just illustrated the problem. You know, and, and I imagine that she and her husband who teaches humanities, they try to, you know, be more centrist and, and try to entertain sort of, you know, conservative news like NPR's I Morning Edition. See, I they don't, try. I don't think they even know what centrist would look like. I think they think they, I think I think they, they, think think they themselves are. are centrist. I mean, most people like that. Of course, I believe things like abortion till birth, you know? Right, I mean, right. but that's normal. I Just mean, a normal, else a totally is, yeah, normal college yeah, professor. 40 different pronouns or, you know, different kinds of genders. Of course, you know, that's 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 totally normal. And it's evolving. Oh, look, the, I, I True am, spirit. To, to the point of the whole yeah. philosophy, first of all, this, I, this is so stifling, right? One of the things that I... On one hand, I want my children to believe real and true things and to have a faith that points them in the right direction and gives them strength oh. when they face mm-hmm. challenges. And I want I want all those things for my kids. Not all of that is ideological, right? Now, I also want them to think about the economy and prosperity and how America is different yeah. from other countries and why it's different from other countries. We had a conversation about capitalism this morning. Yeah. Because they were talking about, oh, we were talking about one of my kids really likes weird fruits. Like she wants to try dragon fruit and star fruit and all that stuff. And we were talking about the modern miracle it is that brings us these weird fruits, but that they're not as available always because fewer people want them, which means it's less profitable to sell them. Demand. Right. So we were explaining that to them. I want them to know about those things, but I want them to think about those things. Right. How does this work? Fewer things, higher prices, right. lots of things, lower prices, things like why, the dynamic. Yeah. Two, a thing, one, two things. One, you get the sense they probably don't go to church or synagogue I mean, this, in I terms don't. of their guidance yeah. here. Okay. Coming up in this in the next weekend beacon, Naomi Schaefer Riley, okay. who I love, she's reviewing a book, very interesting book called Life Under Pressure. And it's about a study, an author's study, two authors who are studying a teen suicide cluster. Mm. They call it Poplar Grove, but it's a real town, but they gave it a fictitious name. And interviewing the parents, and the parents are saying, and the authors say, you know, the kids, the kids, you know, having all having these kids with all these activities, the kids were our moral guidance. They were our moral center, the kids, and and, and they go to do all the sports things. And right. that was the thing That's that bound the us thing together. That you... And Naomi is saying, that's not really the, the, the sort of the moral foundation is not the kids. There needs to be something else. Right. And a lot of parents end up going, doing a lot of these activities and wondering, why am I doing these activities? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but I think really about that not, as not I sign them up this. for camps and spring sports. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and the travel teams, everything gets so crazy. The other thing is, if I only knew, like, 
where this family lived, the, the author. I would send her a couple books from Christina Huff Summers yeah. on boys. Well, and oh, you know what? She could read Reeves, who, oh, yeah, that's who another of one, the Brookings yeah, Institution. Yes, absolutely. That would be an approved voice for her, maybe. Yeah, that she could read boys and men. On the other hand, he's seen the light. Okay, he's talking a lot about boys. I also want to note just to to push back on her idea that that boys have no reason to be concerned. The American Psychological Association in 2019 issued guidelines for dealing with male patients, and the therapy industry is way oversampled for women therapists. Mm -hmm. So it's like men are not super available. So it's a does representation matter? I don't remember. Anyway. In those guidelines, says traditional masculinity marked by stoicism, competitiveness, dominance, and aggression is on the whole harmful. So when a major organization, credentialing organization, Mm -hmm. thought leader organization that deals with the mental health, allegedly of men and women, attributes every characteristic of masculinity, just calls it problematic in and of itself, you're not going to get great results treating those people. They don't, they, they just don't like who they are and By the way, yeah. just their very nature. I saw y'all during COVID. You could use a lot of stoicism. So let's maybe, maybe stock up on stoicism. All right. Speaking of COVID. Oh, yeah. We have a now it can be told. Oh, right. I know. You I forgot. forgot. You forgot because we, we ranted about it to each we other, did. but we haven't ranted about it on the okay. podcast. I believe I pulled this up. Let you me have play. Dr. Phil on The View. Really something. Here we go. Like 08, 09, smartphones came on and and kids started, they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives. Mm. And so we saw the biggest spike and the highest levels of depression, anxiety, loneliness, and suicidality since records have ever been kept. Mm. And it's just continued on and on and on. And then COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact, sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60%. So, there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on, they were trying to save They were trying to save kids' well. lives. Remember, we know a lot of folks who died during this. So the, it wasn't, people weren't laying uh, around eating bond, but, well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the, the, the places that they could get, be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group, and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Well, Phil. Dare they applaud. Even even the View audience knew to yes. applaud that. Amen. Wow. A- How about that? Men and this fact-based logical adult argument from dr phil who is they are more friendly to than perhaps another voice that might bring that argument Mm -hmm. is met with the height of childish ignorance yeah just hey 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 we're saving people from dying 
if the other if the other side thinks it it was bad, then you you are if they they are forced then to say it's good, right? If yep. if Randy Weingarten is vilified, then they have to come to Randy Randy Weingarten's defense. Whoopi, Whoopi's gonna Whoopi is gonna Whoopi, right? She's yep. gonna do her thing. But one of the things she says is, you know, maybe we were just lucky. It's, no, no, it's called science. No, you we, know, we, and we the data lucky came out early. If we were lucky and or smart. We would have prevented a bunch of harm to children by not overreacting in this way. By the way, I love this idea that she's like, people didn't want to understand we had a problem. No, no, no. You were so willing to believe yeah. we had a problem that you projected yeah. it onto tiny children who actually yeah. didn't have a problem. Dr. Phil could have mentioned. Largely. I yeah. want to be clear. We're not saying not one child no. died. Tragically, mm -hmm. some did, but the numbers were exceedingly right. low. If Yes, and 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 in most cases, those those children they they had comorbidities. They were in in, in you know immunocompromised, and, and, and it's terrible. But Doctor Phil could have mentioned the recovery rate for children even back then for the earlier variants it was ninety nine point nine nine six percent. Well, and then the, then there's the argument reason, there's not a reason to. It's like you know, for everybody else again, like the Barrington uh, Declaration. For the rest of us, we should go out. And let us spend a lot of resources and care right. for those who can't. Right. Now, not only are the view folks just sticking to this like long yeah. debunked position, yeah. long ago debunked yeah. position. I would say debunked in real time, but everyone was yeah. just pretending like it was real. Yeah. The the rap reports, Dr. Phil doubles down on COVID complaints that stunned the view hosts and gets debunked again. All right, let me just outline. First of all, her claim is to refute to refute Dr. Phil saying that children were not susceptible to life-threatening reactions to this virus means that they suffered more from the quarantine than they ever would have from the virus. It's obviously true. Yeah. The reality is, says this reporter, according to the Mayo Clinic, <laughs> children are as likely to get COVID-19 as adults, just less likely to become severely ill. Okay. Okay. Thank you. The severely ill part matters a lot, guys. Yeah. It matters a lot. Now, it's John, like getting the flu, but you know how many people, you know, I mean, it's, it's, they're trying to just, anyway, go ahead. John, I'm getting all John Fugelsang, famous scientist and, just kidding. He's just a former VJ. <laughs> okay, sorry. John, it's right over. John Fugelsang, who's like a Twitter politician now uh, and I guess an yeah. XM serious host, he says, aha, ha, though, Dr. Phil. They could pass it to more vulnerable people, right? Yeah. Okay, so this They're is going to kill grandma. This is or the 2020-2021 argument that, yep. by the way, was still being used in 2021 and 20 even into 2022. Yeah, in my school district, which is, I mean, I guess if you want to kill grandma, you can come to school. That was yeah, I mean, that was the argument. In reality, the data in every place they studied this, and you can go yeah. from study to study mm -hmm. to study, found that the community spread mm -hmm. was often more than yeah. what was anything driven yeah. by schools like it, the, it was not, these two things were not right. related if anything children in school had less community spread and they knew this in Europe by the way Ugh. which is why the kids went back earlier and they weren't insisting on but all the kids getting back by the back. way having all the children yeah. with a cohort that is the same in one school building during this pandemic actually logically makes sense that they would be spreading it less because they are then less exposed to fewer places and fewer yeah. contacts right according to the right 
the co- the the zero covid folks instead we had them like running from grandma's house to aunt's house to what not at school yeah i just it's these people don't actually know what happened in schools they don't actually know about any of the studies well they're, they'd rather look away they're ignorant yeah they they're would. ignorant and they they'd pretend that everyone else is ignorant keep you keep on keeping on dr phil because you're right yeah you're right i said yeah let me it's see let me so see all the studies all the studies time. that fugel saying cites yeah oh no mm-mm it's just just grandma dying. Just mm-hmm. you're That's gonna it. you're gonna yeah. kill grandma. That was just yeah. The data does not support yeah. that children were more dangerous. The data does not support that children were dangerous to others. Just doesn't. Yeah. We know that and our listeners know that. If it saves one life. Mm. Again, I mean, you know, I mean a lot <laughs> Can I go on a separate quick rant real Please. quick? Speaking of if it saves one life. You know, there's a place they don't care about that particular line. Uh, the liberals in Athens, Georgia. Oh, oh. Well, yeah. Can I, I'm just going to. Yes. Just real quick. Let me freelance this uh-huh. one. The mayor of Athens, Georgia gave a press conference. Yep. Conference. Where am I from the Midwest all of a sudden? A press conference. In which. Astoundingly. Astoundingly. He said that his priority. Mm hmm. When people are asking him to address yeah. the first in 30 years yeah. murder on campus yes. committed by an illegal, illegal immigrant and like maybe looking at the fact that declaring this city very friendly to people of all statuses, which he's on status I, which he's on tape saying in 2019, as is the sheriff, as is the DA, that perhaps examining that might be part of how you make your city safer and you have a duty to your students, right. to, make, to your citizens to make them safe. He says his priorities are actually, wait for it. The possibility of vitriol toward illegal immigrants from American citizens. Okay, so that's... And while you're at it, Islamophobia. Right. So that's just speech, by the way. That's potential speech. That's the threat. It could be hurtful. Hurtful speech. That's the threat. The backlash is the problem. This is the Norm MacDonald joke come to life, which is, man, you know, what really terrifies me is if if ISIS set off a nuke and right. killed 50 million Americans just imagine the Islamophobia <laughs> backlash right. right this is this is the joke yeah so he says that's his concern not the physical safety of citizens no. in his town no I mean he'd rather you might lose a few people but at least you're not gonna hey, the, have bad thoughts or say bad the things the progressive omelet it'll be worth it requires yeah. a few eggs that's you know? right this is beginning to happen the stories are coming out now right and it's not just georgia it's louisiana it's dc i don't know if this, we're just becoming more aware of you know who commits crimes in general and they happen to be these you know illegal immigrants right. or are we beginning to is this just the beginning right. because we have let in more than seven million under the biden administration so and a percentage we're not saying all yeah. but a percentage might have come here not with the best of intentions. And by the way, they're thereby vindicating Trump when he said that they're letting in all I mean, they're killers not, and they're rapists. not sending us their best. So the Atlanta Journal Constitution, by the way, backs up the mayor by saying, not fair, colon, after UGA killing, Venezuelans and Georgia worry about backlash. So that's the concern. That's number one. Mm-hmm. This is like the covenant shooting in Nashville where they suddenly made Democratic oh, yeah. lawmakers into the victims. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. You can alchemy any victim. Right. Look, 
and members of the trans community. They're the, they're I do not wish for there to be any unlawful backlash. Am I concerned no. about people's rhetoric? No, I'm not. I am concerned about people's physical yeah. safety, particularly the people this guy's supposed to be protecting right. and is not. And this was just like a mind-blowing performance. And I understand that his constituency is not me, but there's a lot of people who live in Georgia right. who have students who go to Georgia who right. are normal people. Yeah. And like you and I both are willing to be like, yeah, of course, not every single person coming off across the border is committing violent crimes. But if you're letting in 7 million people, they're mm-hmm. largely unvetted. Many of them are military-aged single men, okay? Yeah. I think the it's fair to say the profile of who arrives over the border mm-hmm. in the past 10 years has changed. Yes. So perhaps the crime statistics might change. Right. Then you have a place like Athens, Georgia, which the guy is claiming it's not a sanctuary city because Georgia doesn't allow it to call itself a sanctuary mm-hmm. city. But it's like Randy Weingarten saying she did everything to keep the yeah. schools open, get the schools open. It's like it's amazing. in practice, just, yeah, right they do all the things and they say they're doing all the things to be a sanctuary they're city. Do, yeah. So then you're sending the signal that if you come here and you commit crimes, your asylum claim is not in danger. Mm-hmm. It's not in danger. And they say, oh, well, uh, we want to be concerned about the collateral consequences to undocumented immigrants should we jail them and arrest them and report them to ICE. Well, the collateral damage is now at least one young woman's life. Oh, and more, as you're seeing again in other in other places now. So, like, forgive me if I'm yeah. upset about yeah. it. Just as a point of comparison, by the way, the Mariel Boatlift, right? In 1980, when, when Castro let all right. a bunch of, a lot of, 125,000 Cubans arrived in Florida. One of the Florida newspapers a few years later did a study and said of that 125,000, between 16 and 20,000 were criminals. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He purposely Jeez. he wanted to empty out the jails and you know, to make way for the to make room for the political prisoners and the priests. So anyway, we should to, we should play at this, least yeah. one quote of this mayor yeah. just so you guys can get a feeling for it. And yeah. there were people shouting him down yeah. in this press oh, yeah. conference. He was hacking. The reality is that those families tend to be blended amongst a variety of immigration statuses. We want to create a stable environment for people in our communities, and when that community is disrupted by hate or vitriol. That's not a safe environment for their school children and their families to live in. Call righteous indignation, sir. There are Athens residents setting up, you know, rallies. There's a hashtag, keep Athens safe, mm-hmm. that, that people are gathering under and they're, you know, lobbying to get this DA removed. But this to me is insane for a public servant yeah. to come out there and say that. But uh, he'll probably triple down. That's, that's, what, oh, sure. that's what people do now. Yeah, he's leaning in. COVID was very dangerous for young children, and it's not my job to protect citizens. It's my job to protect illegal immigrants from the speech of citizens. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll be. I we could be thoroughly depressed, and people say you're right. Ugh. That's really what matters. Let's not mention her name again. I know. Yeah. Well, this isn't a say her name situation. Her, her name is Lake and Riley, by the way. She was 22 years old. She had a great life ahead of her, mm-hmm. and uh, now that was all taken from her and her family and her friends. Ugh. Sorry to bring us all down. Do we have something silly at the end? Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's. So there's been a lot of talk about this because Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts, has weighed in. What happened was the CEO of Wendy's just happened to float the idea, saying we might test this idea of having prices at our restaurants fluctuate depending on demand. It's a very capitalist free market idea that they would learn the hard way is probably not a great idea. Yeah. In other words, during peak hours, okay. much like an easy pass lane, your Baconator, which normally runs $8.29, don't ask me why I know that, 
would be like $16 or something. Oh, wow. So okay. because, oh, there's a lot of people. There's a huge blow up. They did not use, now to be, to be fair, Wendy's didn't use the term surge pricing, but okay. that's basically what sort of the what idea was. is. Yeah. I will say this, and I'm curious what your thought is. The only way this would work is if, like, how you go on an easy pass lane or the express lanes and it tells you how much it costs, right? Right. Sometimes it's two bucks, a, a buck 25 if you're, you know, if things are really quiet. And then sometimes it's like $27. It's insane. If the Baconator is eight twenty nine, could there be off hours where it's $6? Because if that's the case, that's I'm eating, looking for. if that's the case, my lunch is at 10 a.m. <laughs> oh, or, and it, it's high. My suspicion, though, is that the base price is eight and only goes up. Yeah. That so, would be bad. So here's the thing. This is a little something called a price signal. Okay, mm-hmm. folks? <laughs> and- Often our friends left of center don't understand anything about how price signals work, which is why you get price price gouging allegations when the price signal is just actually allocating goods efficiently and making sure that, say, like plywood in a in a zone where a hurricane might be coming is used for people who really yeah. need it for a hurricane and right. not for just like whatever your Etsy craft is that day. Because it's more worth it to yes. cover your house with plywood for a higher price than it is to make your Etsy craft that day. Okay. I mean, all the plywood's expensive now because... Bidenomics, but do we need such price signals yeah. at Wendy's during lunchtime is the question, right? And I think... And you're hungry. Right. I think what they ran into Angry. here is, in theory, this would keep your... This would do crowd control for you yeah. because the people who really want a Baconator right. will be willing to outlay that cost for the yeah. Baconator, right? And so you'll get fewer people, but they'll pay more money. But I think what people want from fast food is predictability, it's like we're on the same page. Oh my gosh, look at that. What you want is stability. People want there's there's too much too many variables in life in general. I can't be thinking about this. If it's expensive, I already know going in, I'm ready to pay that price. It's fine. But I don't need to be thrown for a loop and like how much yeah. is it today? Although I will at twelve thirty PM. Someone made a smart point and I don't know who it was. Might have been Scott Lincecum on Twitter, which was whispers standing in line is its own form of surge pricing. Right, so your time is your being time. used, yeah, because the price right. signal is not bringing the line down. Right. Anyway, it's all about cost benefit analysis, guys. My my, and other, we all know that the view ladies can't do that kind of shit. They so. do not do that sort of stuff. My other concern was: were all prices being affected? Like the the the, the price fluctuation? Does the entire menu shift up and down depending is it on just how many the baconator? people? Or is it just the baconator? Because if that's the case, oh. I'm eating the I have it here the curry bean veggie burger. Something tells me. Not very popular. You're not eating that, first of all. That's no, not happening. it's just for the show. It's material. <laughs> I had a spicy chicken sandwich from there the other day. And? And definitely spicy. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. hit it on that front. I don't know that it's my favorite spicy chicken oh, sandwich. Just, I, I, I thought you were going to say, I don't know if it's really chicken. No, no, no. Uh, no, it's definitely chicken. I, but I have many friends who swear by that sandwich. Yeah. They love that sandwich. And it was not my fave. I prefer a spicy chicken sandwich from elsewhere. Yes. Hot Lola's is a great place. Shake Shack does one. I, I mean, he's we, going high end over here. I know I am. But you know what? You walk in there, you already know you're paying 15 bucks. I had the Popeyes one like oh, yeah. six months after it was hot because yeah. I this is how I do uh-huh. The price signal to me yeah. was I don't want to stand in that line. So I'm going to wait until it's not right. cool anymore and then I'm going to go. And that one was pretty good. Yeah. It's like a whole big piece of meat. That's yeah. what I want. It's not processed. Although you'll be surprised. There are people I know who like, oh, they love my daughter, the chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. Those are not actual chicken pieces. Yeah. I mean, it's 
Well, it's, it's ground. You know what, Vic? It's ground chicken. Just be careful with her. Don't let her have her own thoughts. Oh no! Okay, at the dinner table while she's having her nuggets. Okay. No, I know it's it's very upsetting. You gotta you gotta push her mm. where she needs to go. <laughs> she's a she's a flesh and blood oppressor in training. She is a flesh and blood. That wraps up this this episode of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. You can follow the show at Getting Hammered Podcast on YouTube and Instagram. And you should, so you can see our shining faces. Thanks for getting hammered responsibly. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Mm-hmm.